0: Listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, dot com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: Talk about today as usual, but I want to first of all say that uh, I appreciate uh, having such a great listening audience. Uh, the numbers that I was sent uh, by David from Moxley at America's Web Radio indicate that a lot of people are listening to the show, and a lot of people apparently listening every week. So if you have friends that uh, haven't tuned into it yet, uh, give them a call or send them an email and send them a the link to the show. You can find it on, on my website at um, .com, and you can, they can find the link there, send them the link and encourage them to listen in because I want to try to have more interesting guests on the, this year. And we got some really good ones last year. I'm going to have some of them back, like Kevin Freeman and uh, Emil Imani. You know, there a num- number of guests who talk about the things that, that we need to talk about in this country. And one of the things we're going to talk about today is the speech last night, the self-serving, almost comical speech by our so-called President of the United States. So before we do that, We have a situation that had developed before the speech ever took place where two of our Navy ships, small vessels, riverines they're called because they're used primarily for river patrol, they had been captured by the Iranians, and 10 American sailors had been taken prisoner. Now, they were released early this morning, but not before one of the sailors was broadcast by Iranian television making an apology for being in Iranian waters. First of all, that is a violation of the military code of conduct. I'm a military veteran. I'm also familiar with military law and military code of conduct. And I don't know if our current service members are even being taught that. That you do not say anything to help the enemy or to make our country look bad in front of the enemy. That's exactly what this sailor did. Now, was there. didn't seem to be a gun to his head, but you can't always see that. I know what they've done in the past is to get American service members to apologize uh, for things. They put the gun to somebody else's head, a fellow sailor, and say, if you don't apologize we're going to shoot this sailor. But what I'm concerned about is what happened here to begin with. How did these two vessels end up 75 miles away from the area they were supposed to be patrolling? Now, we were told last night that one of them had broken down, and they had drifted into the Iranian waters. And then we were told that both of them had broken down and drifted into Iranian waters. Obviously, if one had broken down, the other one could have towed it. So what were they doing where they were? Were they on a spy mission? Because that's what these little boats are designed for, primarily. If they were on a spy mission they got caught, then that's one thing. But to mm-hmm. come out right. and yeah. say this, this ludicrous idea that both boats broke down yeah, but that's okay. and drifted into Iranian waters, into Iranian territory, is, is ludicrous.
2: I'm sorry, you And then point,
1: you our sailors okay. were humiliated. We have pictures all over the Internet and all over the cable Iranian. television and well, news well, stations. So you went up. Pictures of our sailors on their knees you get to feeling better? with their hands locked behind their heads. As the Iranians searched the boat, and Not then the good. pictures of the the sailors, uh, the female sailor well, having to be dressed and, and properly by the Iranians we'll, we'll because she was you a female. A okay, thanks, Steve. Take care. And we have the pictures of the apology, the video of the apology. This was humiliating for the United States, regardless of how these, these people were taken or why they were taken. We lost two boats that were seized by the Iranians. They held these Americans. They didn't have to hold them at all. If the boats had broken down, they could have provided assistance. And that essentially is what the uh, vice president was claiming this morning, that our boats broke down and the Iranians graciously came to their rescue, which is something that he said we would have done for them. That's bull going to somebody's assistance does not mean you have them on their knees with their hands behind their heads. These American sailors were held prisoner. Why were they held so long? Well, to me, as a former military intelligence officer, it's obvious. They were being held so long because the Iranians wanted to go over that boat, both boats, and get all the technology off of there that they could, because these are spy boats, find out what uh, these boats were carrying, get the technology. We don't know how if they stole anything. We'll probably never know because our government will never tell us. But the fact of the matter is is that they took their time and then they released the sailors. Now, how did our government respond? Well, number one, the President of the United States spoke to the nation last night and did not even mention the situation. We have 10 American sailors at that point being held hostage, essentially by the Iranians. Two of our boats being taken by the Iranians. And the President of the United States does not feel necessary to even mention it or to reassure the American people that everything was being done to get these Americans freed. He didn't care. He didn't want to be embarrassed by the fact that his good friends in Iran had done something else to stick their finger, poke their finger in his eye, is what it amounts to. I mean, he's got this sweetheart deal with Iran, what he calls a sweetheart deal, what the Iranians certainly call a sweetheart deal, where he's going to basically give them $150 billion, release money to them. So they can continue supporting terrorists around the world. He's going to give this money to them. He's going to let them develop nuclear weapons. And by the way, you know this is on a fast track to be done. So he wasn't not going to let something you know a slap in the face like American sailors being taken prisoner in our boat seized by the Iranians. He's not going to let let that derail his legacy. And that's what this is all about. Was president's Legacy. I'm, I'm about to do an article about that for my uh, blog at www.michaelconnolly.jigsy.com. <clears throat> I'm going to do an article about that because that's what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with a President who's concerned about his legacy. But what his legacy, he, he claims is going to be his legacy, and what it really he really wants it to be is something entirely different. And I'll be talking about that. But he's not going to let this deal with Iran be derailed. It doesn't matter that the Iranians have violated UN resolutions by testing ballistic missiles, something they vowed not to do during the negotiation of the deal with Iran. And by the way, they haven't even signed that, that deal yet. We're about to give them all that money back. And they haven't even signed the deal one of the things you're supposed to do was shut down a nuclear reactor and pour concrete in it. Or someone that was developing a nuclear reactor. The Their own head of their nuclear agency came out today and said, they haven't done that and don't tend to do it. Now, that's one of the prerequisites for getting these funds released. But that doesn't matter to the president or John Kerry any more than the seizure of these 10 Americans matters or certainly it doesn't matter that five Americans are either missing in Iran or in jails in Iran one is a pastor who's in jail because he's a Christian one is a former Marine one is a Washington Post reporter we have an FBI agent missing there we have five people that are being held by the Iranians, and they weren't even brought up during the negotiations. <clears throat> well, negotiations, let's look at that word. Negotiation means that you talk to someone you are opposed to about give and take, about reaching an agreement that is mutually satisfactory to both parties. How did we negotiate with Iran? Iran said they wanted something. We said, okay. Then Iran said they wanted something else. And we said, okay. What did we demand from Iran? Nothing. Nothing concrete. We demanded that they make a promise that they would dismantle their efforts to get nuclear weapons. We don't have any way of verifying if they're doing what they claim to be doing. They're allowed to inspect themselves, they have yet to ever follow any international agreement they have made since the original revolution the Ayatollahs took control back in the 80s. It doesn't matter. So how did our President and our Secretary of State and our Vice President respond? to the humiliation of not just American sailors, but America as a whole. They actually thanked the Iranians for the way they handled things. They thanked the Americans for promptly releasing, and it wasn't called, promptly releasing our sailors and giving us back our boats. They Kerry talked about how, oh, this this came about because of the Iranian deal, because so we were actually able to talk and get something done. Why haven't we gotten something done with the other Americans who are being held hostage? They don't matter to Obama or Kerry. Any more than these sailors matter to them or any of our members of our military matter to them. <laughs> what matters is the appearance, the legacy, the idea that, hey, we have Iranians right where we want them, they're doing what we want them to do, and we're ignoring all of the evidence that shows otherwise. We're just going to go straight forward, And we're going to praise the Iranians for seizing our sailors, humiliating our sailors, and then releasing our sailors. And we're going to thank them for being so gracious. That's what Ash Carter did today, our Secretary of Defense. That's what John Kerry did. That's what Joe Biden did. forward with this idiocy. And we'll talk more about this after the break.
2: The United States Justice Foundation since 1979 has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. Did you miss
0: the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like.
2: Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctors' Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Who is or what is USJF? It is a non-profit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross Case, the Arizona immigration law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today. You're listening to America's
0: Webradio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: So we have the situation with our two Navy vessels and 10 sailors, it's leaving a whole lot of unanswered questions. And my concern is that we're not going to get any clear answers, at least not from the administration. They lie about everything. The media covers up their lies for the most part. Fox News seems to go after them More than any other network out there. Oh, by the way, have you heard the good news? Al Jazeera in the United States is shutting down its operation, the propaganda organ that was actually funded and helped Al Gore, a prominent Democrat who invented the internet. Remember, he was funding them and helped him get set up in this country, propaganda order organ of the Muslim world, and. Nobody paid any attention. The people of this country did not watch the cable news broadcast by Al Jazeera. They didn't watch the documentaries. They ignored them. They didn't, we couldn't get advertising because nobody was watching the network, so they're shutting down. So that's one less apologist that Obama's going to have out there for him and his administration and that Hillary Clinton's going to have out there for her campaign and, God forbid, her administration if she has one. We'll never survive it if she does, but that's another story entirely. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But even Fox News lately has been going what I consider soft on some of the things that are happening here. So I don't know if we're ever going to get the full story about what happened with these two boats and these ten sailors. But I can tell you right now, it's humiliating for this country... It's humiliating for our president, who doesn't care. It's humiliating for our military. And I know that most of them do care. Although, one of the guests on Fox News made a good point this morning, and that was that you have training for some members of the military, which shows them how to go through the process of being a prisoner of war and what they can say and what they can't say and how to survive it. Colonel Nash was saying that he doesn't know if any of these sailors went through any of that type of training. Not everybody in the military does. He says they're probably going through the sensitivity training that's going on in the military, at the behest of the Obama administration, and that is: don't say anything bad about Muslims. Don't say anything good about Christians. Don't profess that you're a Christian or a Jew. Uh, you know, don't say anything that might offend somebody. Don't say anything that might offend women. That might offend Muslims. It might offend anybody out there that is one of our designated groups. Sensitivity training. Well, that's the type of training that would allow a sailor to get up and say, Oh, we apologize. We're so sorry for, for invading Iranian territory. We apologize. It was all our fault. And the Iranians, we want to thank you for how well you treated us. That's what this sailor said. Why he said it, we may never know. Whether he was coerced, we may never know. I doubt the Obama administration is going to admit that there was an Iranian soldier holding a gun to the, the head of another American sailor out of the line of sight of the camera when this apology was made. I suspect that probably is what the case. Well, the Obama administration's not going to admit that. He's not going to let the Pentagon admit that. Why? Because it makes the Iranians look bad. And they're our buddies. They're Obama's buddies. He loves the Iranians. He loves the Muslims. He showed that last night in his State of the Union address. Did you notice, as I did, that he spent more time defending Islam than he spent talking about how he was going to defend the United States against terrorist attacks? He made a point of saying that what's happening with Islam is not really a war we can't call it a war with ISIS ISIS is just killing civilians that blew me away ISIS is just killing civilians does that make you and I inconsequential he seemed to be saying that it's no big deal and that we're winning the war against ISIS. We're not even fighting a war against ISIS. We're trying to contain ISIS to a certain extent, but not that much. The fact of the matter is we're still only launching a couple of airstrikes a day against ISIS. When military wisdom, conventional wisdom is is that we should be launching at least 240 sorties a day. In order to be effective against ISIS and all the territory they control, they're now in 20 countries. 20 countries throughout the world have ISIS cells operating in them. That includes the United States, by the way, because I know for a fact that we have ISIS cells here in this country. But we're not trying to destroy ISIS. The Russians. Are doing more good against ISIS than we are, and they don't really want to destroy them either. They're more interested in uh, supporting Assad's regime. Oh, and by the way, this is something else that blew me away last night. To show you how disconnected this president of the United States is with reality, and when I say disconnected, I say not that he's stupid, but he doesn't believe in the things we believe in. And doesn't want to really defend this country. He wants to destroy this country. So he doesn't care what you and I believe. But when he said last night, and he made a quote, and this was a quote, that the Russians are spending a lot of their money and their treasury propping up the Assad regime and Ukraine. Now think about that for a minute. The Russians have invaded Ukraine. They have stolen Crimea away from Ukraine. They are causing devastating starvation in, in Crimea. They have launched attacks on Ukraine military. The United States has pledged to defend Ukraine, but is not doing anything. We've pledged to send in troops for training. We sent in a few. We pledged to give them heavy equipment, armor, anti aircraft weapons, which basically we have not done. Russia is attacking Ukraine. And the President of the United States, speaking to the entire world, but particularly the American people, calls that the Russians propping up Ukraine. I mean that's beyond stuck on stupid. That's just, either he doesn't know what the heck is going on in the world, or he doesn't care, or he's going to lie about it. But that was just a stupid remark. Whoever put that in his speech is disconnected from world reality. And that basically is where Obama is. He's disconnected from reality because his agenda, his legacy is the destruction of the United States, and nothing else is going to interfere with that. That's his tunnel vision. That's what he's looking for. That's what he's looking at. It doesn't matter to him how many Americans die in combat or civilians. He's looking for one goal, and that is to have his legacy be the end of the United States Constitution, the end of the United States as a world power, the end of the freedom of the United States, the confiscating of our firearms, the disarming of America, all of which he mentioned, by the way, last night, in talking to the country in the State of Union address. He came up and defended gay marriage. That's one of his, his legacy items that he likes to talk about legalization of gay marriage, which was done by the Supreme Court unconstitutionally, because marriage itself is never mentioned in the Constitution anywhere, and certainly not in the 14th Amendment of the Constitution. So the Supreme Court decided to make laws on its own, but why not? Obama makes laws on his own all the time. And what's being done about it? Nothing that I can see. I mean, the Congress, the United States, which both houses are controlled by Republicans, has been totally ineffective in doing anything to stop this president and his runaway actions. The man is out of control, and the Congress is letting him be out of control. Oh, by the way, did you you also hear last night in the State of the Union speech that his administration... Has provided more support for the active military and more benefits to veterans than any other administration in history. He really said that. We have veterans out there who still can't get treatment at the VA, who are dying by the hundreds and thousands because they can't get adequate treatment from the VA, which owes them that treatment. They're being denied their Second Amendment rights. They're being denied their Fifth Amendment rights. They're losing their benefits. Benefits are being cut for active military and for veterans. I mean right now on military basis, things like swimming pools have been closed down, recreational facilities have been closed down. In some places they were threatening to close the commissaries, all of which were benefits to being in the military, which have now been lost. Veterans have had their benefits cut. Veterans have had their ability to get treatment destroyed. And one of the things is the sham is the uh, the new program that was put in where veterans that lived over 40 miles from a VA hospital or clinic could get local treatment and have it paid for by the VA. Well, guess what's happening? Veterans are reporting to me that... They can't get the local treatment because the VA has come back in a lot of cases and said, oh, there's a VA clinic only 20 miles away from you. Well, the veteran is being treated, one of them I talked to is being treated for cancer. Another I talked to is being treated for heart problems. The facility they were told is that within 40 miles of them is a dental facility or a facility that basically makes appointments to VA hospitals. They can't get treatment for cancer. They can't get treatment for heart problems. And now they can't get it paid for by the VA because the bureaucracy says, no, you can't do that. Let's take our second break
2: now. Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona immigration law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today.
0: Don't be hoodwinked
1: by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio.
2: This is Dr. George. Join me Wednesday mornings for Medicine on Call
1: and participate in a lively conversation. Learn what's happening behind the headlines in medicine. Understand Obamacare. And learn how to protect yourself and navigate
2: the system. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com,
0: the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: Before we talk more about the State of the Union, that's one of thing that I didn't bring up about the situation with the Iranians seizing our sailors, and that is... How many times have we heard the liberal media and the Obama administration talk about how our treatment of terrorists violates the Geneva Agreement, the Geneva Convention? The Geneva Convention, if you've ever read it, you realize it's designed to be applied to the countries that signed it. and Iran is one of them that signed it so is the United States but to prisoners of war and prisoners of war are defined as people who are fighting for a government a recognized government in a war and who are in uniform they're not spies and those are the people who are supposed to be protected but the left is always saying well all those poor people that get involved those poor terrorists they're Geneva Convention rights have been violated. Have you heard anybody in the Obama administration come out today and say that the rights under the Geneva Convention of those sailors, American sailors, was violated by the Iranians? See, one of the things that's prohibited by the Geneva Convention is prisoners of war are only required to state their name, rank, and serial number. They cannot be required to give out any of the other information. They can be questioned about it, but supposedly there's not going to be retaliation, or any physical retaliation or mental, if they don't do it. But one of the other things that the Geneva Convention prohibits is the taking of pictures of prisoners of war, and posting them in the media. I mean, yeah, you can take pictures of them like mugshots, but you can't use those pictures. Now here, there are pictures of American sailors on their knees, with their hands clasped behind their heads, that were broadcast by the Iranian news media and rebroadcast by the American news media, pictures or video of this so-called confession or apology I should say confession and apology by this Navy lieutenant that was broadcast all that's in violation of the Geneva Convention our administration response is thank you for your graciousness thank you Iranian Republican Guard thank you for seizing our ships Thank you for taking our people prisoner. Thank you for humiliating them and humiliating the President of the United States uh, just before and during and after the State of the Union address. Thank you for humiliating America. We are so grateful because you're such nice people. Makes me sick to my stomach. then, Obama's victory lap last night, in the State of the Union speech that also made my stomach very queasy because I was listening to a man who was taking credit gleefully taking credit for doing things that are destroying the Constitution of the United States destroying our freedom and lying about the consequences Remember, he praised Obamacare and how great it was that so many people had signed up for Obamacare. Obamacare is a disaster. A lot of insurance companies have pulled out of the state groups. People are, premiums are going, are skyrocketing health care itself is declining more and more doctors and nurses and other health care providers are leaving the profession it's getting harder and harder to get treatment the cost of treatment is going up Obamacare is a disaster and will continue to be a disaster and nobody seems to care, particularly among the Obama administration. You know, I watched the Democrats stand up and applaud virtually everything Obama said. I mean, I want to be crude here. I think Obama could pass gas very loudly in the middle of his speech the Obama bots in the audience, the Democrats in Congress, would have stood up and applauded, giving him a standing ovation, because basically everything that came out of his mouth was applauded. I kept waiting for some of them to stick their hands up in the air and go, Zig Heil, Zig Heil Obama, because that's the way they act. They will not do anything to try to thwart what Obama wants. And unfortunately, there are Republicans in Congress that are not doing much more. But Obama took his victory lap. He says, look, I am such a great person. Here are all the great things that I have done to dismantle America, to dismantle our Constitution. Obamacare, the economy, and the job numbers that are being given out are are totally ridiculous if you want to know what's really happening with the economy, look at what the stock market has done so far today. Last time I looked, it was tanking. I haven't looked at the final numbers. But he has virtually destroyed the economy, or parts of it. Millions of Americans are still out of work, and they're not reported as out of work because they've given up even trying to find work. He has signed executive orders allowing... More people will be brought into this country, immigrants from other countries, to take American jobs. He's allowed them to come in legally, more of them come in legally, but also he's allowed the illegals to stay. He says he's going to continue to push for immigration reform, which means making sure that everybody who's here illegally can stay here illegally and can vote in the 2016 election. That's what he's talking about. He's going to continue to push for gun control to prevent gun violence despite the fact that all of the proposals he's made and all the executive orders he's initiated so far none of them would have done anything to stop any of the mass shootings that occurred last year. Either in San Bernardino or Colorado Springs Lafayette, Louisiana none of that would have been stopped that's his response to the advance of ISIS that's his his response to terrorism is to disarm the American people to tell us that we no longer have any rights under the Constitution and then we have Hillary Clinton is basically dancing the same tune, running for president, a criminal, just like Obama is a criminal. I mean, Obama has violated the Constitution on numerous occasions. He has lied to the American people. I prepared articles of impeachment over two years ago. Sent them to members of Congress. A lot of people who were following that were assured by uh, members of Congress that this was going to be done. This is going to be dealt with. They were sent to the House Judiciary Committee, and there they have remained. No vote has been taken on them. There's been no discussion about the articles of impeachment. So basically the Republicans have said, okay, it's okay, Obama. We're not going to bother with you. We're not going to go after you for violating your oath of office, which, by the way, is a criminal offense. I took an oath as a member of the military to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Obama's oath and the oath of every member of Congress and everybody who works for the federal government is to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. If you fail to do that, there are federal criminal penalties. Those penalties include for everything everything you do, each each instance, where you try to destroy or denigrate our Constitution, or destroy our Constitutional Republic, you can be fined up to $10,000 and put in jail for up to a year. Every time Obama issues an illegal executive order, every time he allows his agency heads, like in the IRS, to spy on Americans or to do something to silence Americans, every time he tries to disarm Americans, law-abiding Americans, all of that is a violation of his oath of office. Every time he amends laws passed by Congress, or ignores laws passed by Congress, or writes laws on his own that were not passed by Congress, he has committed a criminal act. Hillary Clinton now is being investigated for not just a few criminal acts, but a number of criminal acts. <clears throat> and she, when her husband was president, they, they were both criminals. But now she's being investigated for using her position as Secretary of State to get money for her, foundation, her and her husband's foundation, and to get money paid to him and make speeches and she was negotiating with foreign governments to provide them with favors once they did this for her husband and the foundation. And she was allowing classified documents to be knowingly sent to her private email server which is a violation of federal law and a violation of regulations. I remember General Porteus who was accused of not securing certain information. He was charged and found and pled guilty. Hillary has laughed this off, has scoffed at the idea. The FBI, and I can guarantee there's actually FBI agents out there who are furious that nothing has been done so far as far as charging her, the head of the FBI is an honorable man. the Department of Justice refuses to charge her, he may very well resign for that reason. The is a criminal. It's as simple as that. Let's take our
2: final break now. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out, and when necessary, Support USJF as they support you. With
1: all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe
2: the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's
1: Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio.
2: The United States Justice Foundation, since 1979, has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. You're listening
0: to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. You
1: know, we were talking before the break. About You're listening the, to America's Web Radio. And her being a criminal. And whether or not criminal charges would be brought against her. It's interesting that she is being overtaken by an avowed socialist. In states like Iowa and New Hampshire. where she's, Because she's running for president and Bernie Sanders is running against her. It's scary. It's scary that, number one, you have people that will even support Bernie Sanders because he is a socialist. He wants to destroy our economy. He wants to impose a 90% tax rate on the American people. He wants the government to take control of the economy, the government to control the banks. He wants to basically abolish free speech, abolish the Second Amendment, abolish the Constitution. And there are a lot of people out there voting for him or preparing to vote for him simply because they don't think Hillary is as enthusiastic about doing that as Bernie is. So who are these people? Well, this is the Starbucks crowd, as I've heard them called. These are the people that sit there on their laptops, and they talk about how horrible the United States is, that's why they love Obama, because that's what he always says, and how this country is the country that causes all the problems in the world. And a lot of them are younger people, many of them are rich, others are not rich, but they are getting a lot of free stuff from the government. So they're not going to do anything to upset that apple cart. So they're going to vote for Hillary, they're going to support Bernie Sanders. The problem we have here, and this has been shown by numerous videos that have been conducted on college campuses, places like Yale University, where college students were signing petitions to abolish free speech. And how many of the kids in the university that we heard recently saying that We don't want to have to pay student loans. We want free stuff. We want our education to be free. And Obama was echoing that last night. You know, let's give free, two years of community college free to everybody in the country. Who pays for that? Not the people that are getting free stuff. They're just getting more free stuff. You and I are going to pay for that. Now, I didn't have to pay the huge tuitions when I was going through college. The kids today are having to pay. But I did. I worked every summer my undergraduate school and made the money to pay for my year of college. When I was in law school, I had to go to school during the summer. So I still did part-time work, but I had to take out a couple of student loans. And I paid those loans off. I didn't expect the government to pay them off. I didn't expect my parents to pay them off. I paid those loans off. And now we have these college students saying, we don't want to have to pay our student loans. We want to go to college for free. And those are the type of people that are going to be supporting Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton and have supported Obama. They don't know anything about reality. They don't know how the real world works. And they don't really care. They have not been taught about the Constitution of the United States. They have not been taught about American history. The history they've been taught is that the United States is a horrible country and should be abolished. We need to educate people. We need to get the word out, particularly to our young people. I've written that booklet on the Constitution. It's called Our Constitution, the same name as this show. And basically, I've taken each article, each section, each amendment of the Constitution, and i put them in there the way they are originally written. And then I've added my comments about what it really means. And there are things in there like that you're not going to really see in the textbooks, even if the the high school government textbooks. And by the way, in most colleges, it is no longer required to take American history or government or anything like social uh, social studies. The same is true in the high schools and Common Core. What they're being taught a total perversion of our real history and the way our government operates. This is what they're being spoon-fed in our high schools and colleges. So kids don't know what the Constitution really says. A lot of people who remember the days like I do when I had to learn the preamble of the Constitution and recite it in class, they've forgotten what the Constitution is in the Constitution. For example, I had a couple of PhDs contact me after this booklet was published. And they said, you know, until we read your booklet, we were not aware that the phrase separation of church and state was not in the Constitution. We were taught in school that it was. I didn't realize that when I wrote the booklet. I knew that people didn't understand what the phrase was being the phrase you know the phrase was being used to justify shutting down religious freedom in this country but I didn't realize that people did not know it was not in the Constitution it's not never has been not in the First Amendment, not in the body of the Constitution people also were not aware that there's a preamble to the Bill of Rights I'm not talking about the same preamble there as the Constitution. I'm talking about a preamble of the Bill of Rights where basically the Founding Fathers, who were forming a new form of government, and they didn't know if it was going to work, but they were going to give it a try, the Founding Fathers basically told the government that they were forming that the rights... Enumerated in the first ten amendments of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, are rights that are not given to us by the to the people by the government. So that we, as people, acknowledge that the rights came from the government, then we are giving them the, the opportunity and the authority to abolish those rights. So the founding fathers were telling the federal government, "You cannot touch those rights. Those are God given." Those cannot be violated. Those cannot be taken away. So any time, as far as I'm concerned, that Congress passes a gun control law that infringes on the Second Amendment and the Constitution says the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed upon, every time they do that, they are violating their oath of office. violating the Constitution. This is what is in that little booklet. People need to know about that preamble. They need to know what our need to know what our laws really mean, what our Constitution really means. Copy of that if you order it online is only six dollars. Copy the little booklet. And if you go to my website, michaelconnolly.jigsy.com, you can find out how to order there. You can also find out how to order multiple copies. If you are ordered to give out to schools, for example, contact me directly and we'll work with you to give you a special price, basically cost for the booklets, uh, to hand out to schools. If you want to order multiple copies for other reasons, we will work with you there. There's an idea on the website about how you can get discounts. The important thing is we need to get this booklet out. Every time I go out and make a speech, and by the way, I am uh, prepared to come and speak to groups all over the country that have been doing so. And I'll talk about the Constitution, I'll talk about veteran gun rights, I'll talk about any aspect of the Constitution you need for me to talk about. Oh, and by the way, I'm sitting here, I always have my, my laptop on when I'm doing a show, just in case there's breaking news. The Obama administration has today announced that it is expanding its program to bring in Thousands more people from El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras. John Kerry announced this today. The state of Texas, the state of Arizona, Southern California, New Mexico were being overrun right now by undocumented aliens. And that's way they like to call them, or undocumented immigrants. I call them illegal aliens that are coming into this country from places like Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras are bringing disease, they're bringing crime and now the President of the United States has today announced through John Kerry that they're going to be expanding the program and bringing in even even more I think that pretty well sums up this whole show and what we're facing thank you for listening in please encourage your friends and neighbors and family members to listen to the show remember it is archived so they don't have to listen to it live. They can pick it up on the website, America's Web Radio, at any time. Go to my website at michaelconnelly.jigzy.com, and you can find the link. You can send the link to your friends. Get more of them to listen to this show. And let's get the word out. Please order copies of my booklet. I don't make any money off that booklet, by the way. I'm entitled to royalties, but I just roll those royalties over and do uh, make pretty more copies of the books so that we can give special prices to them on the uh, for schools and this sort of thing. I do make uh, they make a little bit of money off of my other books. you can find out about those on the website also. but please spread the word. We've got a tough year ahead of us ladies and gentlemen. a tough year for our country. I look forward to talking to you
0: more about this next week. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.